0: hello everybody and welcome to the pour over podcast where we seek to share the table with storytellers and seekers alike hopefully and almost certainly over a great cup of coffee where we seek to help you flourish and want to see you flourish in your mental health journey we're your
1: host, Jonathan Coggins, and I'm Kyle Ridgely, and I hope that this is a space that is safe and inclusive for all. Welcome to the table.
0: Hello, peaks and valleys, and welcome to another episode of the Pour River Podcast. As we always like to say, welcome to the table. And we are at the table with some coffee this time out of beautiful Chemex, um, a bag of coffee that uh, a friend of mine brought with me from his hometown uh, in Ohio, and so sipping on some of that this morning. I'm your host, Jonathan Coggins, and I'm joined by my other host, Kyle Richley. What's up? Kyle. How you doing
1: today, man? How how are you enjoying that coffee? I am enjoying the coffee. Um, it tastes good. And you said it was from Ohio, is that right? Okay. Yeah, it's from Ohio. Okay. Well it's good. It's good, yeah.
0: No. It's from a Actually, from a brewery in Ohio that now roasts coffee, so. Oh, gotcha. What's the name of it? I think it was Shell Brewing, S H A L E. So if you guys want to check out Shell Brewing, and check out their coffee, it's actually pretty good. Pretty good. Um, in my in my mind, I wouldn't imagine that a brewery that roasts coffee could do it at the level that. The niche micro roasters could do, but this is actually pretty, pretty decent, mm. you know. Um So, yeah, check out Shell Brewing. Their coffee is pretty top notch. Um, so, yeah, again, we're, we're doing it right this time because we, we've had two or three podcasts where we're like, we don't have coffee. We mm-hmm. should have coffee. Yeah. We have our pour over this time. It's true. So it's true. Yeah.
1: Just check in. How you doing, Kyle? You know, um, it's the weekend, so I had some time to, to relax and take it easy, and you know. Um, but uh, always the Sunday blues, you know. Right before work has to start, Sunday blues. You got to go back, right? So, but hey, other than that, it's been good overall. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, for reference, this is coming out on a Friday, but we're recording on a Sunday. This is true. So, it's all it's all good. It's all good. You know. Uh, <laughs> I feel that though. I feel that though. Um, Sunday blues. Um, yeah, and I'm pretty sure I have a cracked rib from a, a metal show that I went to. Like, so I'm feeling all the Sunday blues. Mm-hmm. I just want to lay down and mm-hmm. just do nothing this week. Mm-hmm. But I'll survive. I'll survive with coffee. Mm. You know. Oh, <sighs> sorry. Had to take a breath. All right, guys. So, <laughs> all right, guys. So, on today's episode, um, we have um, a great guest for you guys, and you—you you all have heard, um, actually, his mom's voice on this podcast. Um, with her, we talked about um, gender roles, patriarchy, stuff like that. Um, and so we invited on um, her son, Dylan Stutt, um, to talk about youth mental health and young adult mental health and those you know, stuff that he's experienced and um, just some things that have happened in our community, um, how he has seen that impact in his own life and um, his peers around him, uh, and, and just... just educational things from from a peer perspective. Somebody lived experience, um, and then on the back end of that, like, how, how can we support um, youth and young adults um, in, in good and flourishing mental health, um, maybe in better ways? Um, so, Dylan, I will just hand it over to you just to introduce yourself. Tell, tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, you know, what you do, like any, anything you want to share with us, man.
2: Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Uh, so as Jonathan said, my name is Dylan. I am 18 and I just graduated from uh, Brevard High School and I am a full-time videographer. Just recently launched my business um, doing that. Uh, I'm wor- working also working for a production company and... Um. Yeah, I'm just enjoying a cup of coffee with Jonathan and Kyle. I finished mine before we started recording, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, so I don't get to sip on mine while we're talking. But it was a great cup of coffee. So thank you, Jonathan, for yeah. that.
0: Yeah. yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. Before we really dive into this conversation, um, one question we always like to ask our guests on this on this podcast, because we are the Poor River Podcast, is that... You know, nod to coffee. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is, Dylan, what is your favorite um, coffee or brew method? Um, mm. I mean, and, and that can be like your favorite roast or just your favorite coffee beverage. Um,
2: yeah, what's that? I'd say probably right now mine's the AeroPress, just because I've been doing a lot of camping lately and mm. I can take that anywhere. And that was. What my dad has been using for the past like two three years, and that's just what I really have learned to use to make a cup of coffee at home. Um, yeah, no, I love I love a good air but I've been doing the uh, the Chemex lately just because he just recently got one of those, and that's been it's substantially easier if you want to make larger quantities, which has been nice. So
0: for sure, yeah, you you were on you're only our second guest. Out of all the ones that we've asked that question, that said the Aeropress, mm. like most people, which I can not understand why because pour overs are delicious, but most yeah. guests are like automatically like if they're a coffee drinker, like their go-to brew method is pour over. Yeah, but I'm just surprised. Like the Aeropress just is a simple, like
2: method. But it produces such a good cup of coffee for how simple it, it is. It makes a really good cup of coffee, and most of the time, if I'm making it for myself, I'm just doing a single cup, and so and that's a good way to make it pretty strong. And it's just a really cool process to learn about, like how to do it and how the whole thing actually works. Yeah. So
0: yeah. So thank you for for giving the air press the yes. acknowledgement. Yeah. Me. Yeah. 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 Nice. All right. Well, just um, diving into this conversation, um, I think I think the first thing I want to start out with is you mentioned you do videography. Yeah. Um, and I I know at least at least from my experience, um, finding ways that I can put my hand to something or be creative or. Um, and then putting it out there, you know, like it's yeah. something that, that I created, right? Like there's just something about that that, you know, is, is something that's good for my mental health, you know, getting my creative brain going yeah, I know. And, and putting that product out there, being proud of it, you know, for for you being um, that youth, you know, young adult
2: yeah.
0: age range, you know how how is that like just just being a creative a creator and like in your you know your age that you are yeah like how how has that like impacted your own mental health journey like um, have have there been points in in your journey Dylan where you have had a bad season or or a bad week and you turn to be creative and that actually, you know, helped, helped your mental health. Like what does that look like for you being, being a creative entrepreneur?
2: Yeah. So I would say, um, photography and video has helped out a lot with my mental health because it just gives me sort of a, a way to vent like what I'm feeling and I can just go and take some pictures or some videos and cut it together, edit them and post them. And it's just like, it's super cool to see how people react to the stuff you create especially when it's in a positive manner which it is a good bit of the time and just being in high school was really good especially doing photography and video because you get a lot of support from your peers um and music has also been a super super good uh for my mental health i picked up guitar last summer and just like building a community of my friends who are now we all play an instrument and we can all just sort of jam together. It's been a good like way to really just uplift my mental health. Um, yeah. yeah. No, it, yeah, it's that. super
1: good. Yeah, so you'd say like music and, and videography would be like an
2: outlet for you? Yeah, no, it's. It, well, and there's such a, a large community with it, especially through like social media nowadays with TikTok, especially. There's such a huge community of like guitarists and photographers and videographers. There's so much content you can just go to, and you have a community of people that like are going to support you with your work and you just keep learning. And it's super, super positive stuff. So that's good. Yeah. yeah. And that, that that piece that
0: that you uh, mentioned in there that you know we talk about a lot, in whatever it is, like that that community piece, that that support, like the way I think one of the biggest ways we all have good and flourishing mental health, um, even on our worst days, and we're struggling in our mental health, like having that good community support around us is super super important you know like uh, without that I don't think my mental health would be as good as it is like having that community and that support um, and so I think that's great that to hear that you on your own journey you know um, going through your youth stages and now going into young adult like having that community and that support like I think that's phenomenal like it's important you know having those supports, what would you say um, uh, to, to any listeners that, you know, want to find some sort of outlet, you know, um, and let's just focus on the creative. Like, yeah. what was your own ramp to that? Like, what is, what would, what would you encourage somebody oh, here's a good first starting step and
2: on-ramp to some sort of creative outlet, you know? Honestly, I would say the sort of thing that had got me started was just, like, YouTube videos. And just, like, growing up, like, I always wanted—that was, like, the age where, like, everyone wanted to, like, make YouTube videos and, like, vlog. So that was just sort of what pushed me into starting video. Um, but I think just finding someone that you like look up to and just sort of trying out the different things that they do. And for me, my dad, he, he's a musician and did uh, production for pretty much my entire life. And that sort of like bo- boosted me along into, in that direction. Um, yeah, I just finding people that you look up to and just sort of what they do if, It's the creative route, whether it's, like, art, graphic design, animation, music. um, Just that sort of stuff. It's a good way to get started.
1: Yeah, it's good.
2: What do you say? Who do
1: you say your top three role models are for that?
2: Top three role models, when it comes to to the creative stuff, I would say my dad is definitely number one just because he's been there and taught me so much. Um, And then I would say one other... One that's been super uh, impactful. There's this uh, this YouTuber. His name's Peter McKinnon. Um, he's like he's an insane photographer and videographer, and I've been following him for five, six years. And one thing that was like super fulfilling was I made this video um, for Liquid Death, the the water company. And I yeah. was just want I was just feeling down, wanted to make something. Just needed to be creative. So I made a video like a little c- promo commercial for them. Um and he responded to it and posted it on his Instagram story, which was like huge because he's he's got a large following. That was like a really big like wow, mm. that mm. is super cool. Mm. Yeah, to be recognized by someone you look up to. So mm. that that was that was a big moment. Dude, that is so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. nice. There, there's another piece that that you said in there, Dylan. That um. That kind of that on ramp thing, you know, somebody that's looking to be creative, because as you mentioned, like that outlet has been good for your mental health.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and, and something that me and Kyle have talked about, a word that we've used, proximity. Um, we we've used that, you know, in the uh, mental health conversation. But you mentioned finding that person that you look up to, you know, somebody. Somebody that you can immediately have access to, you know, that that does whatever thing you want to honor it for, right? Like yeah. that proximity, find those people that are already doing it, have been doing it, and, you know, kind of a mentor.
2: Yeah, thing. yeah. You
0: know, learn from that person. Um, I, I think that's probably another fun part of that journey, having somebody teach you and learning, having that mentor, like, you know, somebody that you can look up to. Um, I think that's good. I think that's really good. All right, so moving into um, I, I just want to hear like your specific experiences, some some stuff that you've seen amongst your peers and um, just mental health, maybe some some struggles you've seen, obviously. You know, not mentioning anybody's specific name or just just some general things that you've seen amongst your peers uh, that need to be talked about more. That um, we can figure out ways to um, support youth and young adult better. yeah, what are what some experiences that you've had and struggles you've seen amongst your peers?
2: Yeah, so this, this past school year especially was a very big year when it came to mental health. We we had three students um, had three students uh, take their own lives this year, and that was a super, super difficult, um, difficult time. And just it had a large impact on our school, and we had... Um, it's really made the student body as a whole I feel like sort of come together and just really advocate and push for more support throughout the school system and it we started we started getting a lot more support and it was it was really good and it's just it's it's so tough nowadays just with social media and Mm -hmm. just especially coming out of COVID and this was our sort of like first like a lot more regular school year, um, as opposed to the past two school years, um, just coming back to school every day, full days, no masks was very, very different just because everyone was so isolated. And I think it, everyone, a lot of people sort of just stayed isolated, even though we were around lots of people. And so I think it's just hard to be noticed if you were going through any sort of problems, um and just hopping on to like another sort of no I've dealt with a lot of just mental health I would say crisis um, amongst my friends over over the past couple years um multiple times having to save them from taking their own lives and that's been really tough and they're doing a lot better now just getting them the help they need mm. um I think just really taking the time to get to know people, like, for who they are, um, no matter, like, what their sexual orientation is, their religious beliefs, um, their race, just all those sort of things that people tend to discriminate towards, um, just really getting to know the person for who they are really, really helps out. Um, just feeling like you're not being overlooked, which I think is a big thing, especially with youth mental health. Youth mental health—it's really easy to be overlooked. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely agree with you. The the piece that you mentioned about social media, um, and then being around people, but still feeling isolated. Yeah, you know, social media can do that to you. Yeah, you know, um, and obviously there's there's the added layer of. What you mentioned, like coming out of COVID, yeah. you know, actually coming back to school, just just from your own words and language and your thoughts, how would you say that is is just better ways or best ways to support support those youth or young adults that that are around people but may still be isolated in their own ways? Like, how do you see? I don't know, like, you know, like, just just your thoughts. What do you...
2: I think? I think it's a lot more. Um, it's it's harder if you're not in the sort of the like being a peer. I, if you're if you're a peer, I think it's a lot easier to to see those people that are alone, even though they're in the it, like around people. Um, so I think just from an older generation, if like helping prepare those students that are around and just the peers around all the other people to sort of be able to see and look for signs for people that are maybe or feel isolated or alone or, like, they don't really have anyone um, and just sort of how to tackle um, making sure that people do feel loved and that they're not alone and that they have people to talk to and people that care about them. And, yeah. 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 What what would
1: you think would be helpful from your perspective um, to help, you know, I mean, your uh, age group and things like that uh, navigate mental health and have more or better resources available uh,
2: to be able to navigate that? So I would say... One thing that I've so, sort of noticed lately after just going through this whole school year and especially just in my community, I feel like our, my peers as like a whole are very aware of the sort of like the whole mental health situation and crisis that uh, this generation is going through. And I think a lot more of what needs to happen is just like in people's homes and like With their parents and just being able to have the support from your parents to openly be able to talk about if you're have depression anxiety if you're having thoughts of taking your own life that sort of stuff is can be scary to talk about whether it's with your peers or with your parents especially and that's where you really need your support is in your home because that's I mean those are like your people and people that are supposed to love and care about you and be able to talk about that stuff and it's surprising the amount of people that don't have that support and fortunately I have that and it's helped me a lot through my journey struggled with it a lot freshman and sophomore year and thankfully thankfully I'm doing a lot better now um but yeah just if we can figure out some sort of way just for people to like adults and parents just to really start those conversations hey how are you doing that is like a huge thing just being able to check up on your kid which doesn't happen as often as you would think can really make the difference um, in a decision like taking your own life. So,
0: yeah, yeah, I, I definitely hear that because um, I want to say it was a month, a little over a month ago. Uh, me and Kyle actually went to a um, a panel discussion at the library on this topic, yeah. like youth mental health, the steps that the schools taking, stuff like that. And one of the parents on the panel um, shared, like, a a similar sentiment. Like, he shared that um, his daughter had tried to take her own life. And, like, um, he expressed this this idea that, like, I never would have thought, like, you, you know, like, because he mentioned, like, you know, High GPA, like sports, honor, all these things, like, and he basically said, like, I, I, I never would have thought to check in on your mental health,
1: right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, because of all these things, and um, there was another good one that was at that when we went to that panel. Another story was that one mom who was also a nurse uh, said that she likes to check in with her kids and ask the question because oftentimes when you say, "How was your day?" Eh. It was all right. Or you get that, you you that one-word response, the good. But yeah. she would ask her kids, what were your highs and what were your lows today? And that breeds a little bit more of an open-ended kind of conversation that kind of, you know, it might take a little while, but, you know, that was a really great, I think, really great point, that the, the turn of phrase instead of saying, you know, "How's your day or what would you do today or, you know, you know, we've all been
2: there, and we even young, yeah. we're like, nothing. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> it is, it's just, how was your day? Oh, it was, it was good. Yeah, yeah, just get the conversation done. But so that, I think it's asking it's good
1: questions. Yeah. Asking good questions that turn them and turn the phrase to where there's more open dialogue, you know, or would yeah. would breed more dialogue. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Dylan, I'd just love to hear your thoughts on, um, you know, like you mentioned, there, there were three students that took their life and um, just you being a peer in your own experience like how did that impact you like um, personally
2: yeah yeah so for me personally that was that was super tough because I've been there and to a point where I have tried and it's it's a really scary and low place um and just knowing that there we had three it, students and they're young mm-hmm. I mean like that's they had all, their whole life ahead of them and they just were struggling that much that's that's super super hard and just knowing that there's maybe something I could have done and I didn't notice and I mean I didn't know any of the students personally but it's just like that could be anyone mm-hmm. that could, and so that really like, set me to make sure I'm checking in on my friends daily. I make sure I call my friends all the time, checking, how are you doing? Yeah, I mean, and it's just something you have to really be intentional about and just always being aware of who you're around and just sort of seeing how they're acting and looking for those those small signs, the like the beginning signs of... Um, of like depression and anxiety and all that sort of stuff. So,
0: yeah, the, the after of, you know, a loved one or peer, somebody, you know, taking their life can be, you know, confusing and hard and messy, you know, um, what, what were some, some steps you took, um, like after hearing the news, yeah, um, of just caring for your own mental health and like, um, you know, yeah, like basically that,
2: like. Um, I would say one thing that um, that I really started to focus on was uh, so I have a group of guys, um, two two other guys, and we meet every Tuesday. We go get breakfast and we just talk and just have real intentional conversations mm-hmm. about. How we're doing, what's going on in each other's lives, and how are we? What are we struggling with mentally, and just what well, and what ways we can pray for each other and just be there and support each other through whatever we're going through, whether the good or the bad. So I think just trying to, for me, it was just building a community of people I know I can trust and talk to, um, helped me through that a lot, um, especially just because we all went to the same school and all were friends with. Um, one of the brothers of one of the students that had taken their life and just how to ha- also help him mm-hmm. um, so that was that's been super good and we're still continuing it on and they're both going to college so we're, think we're just gonna keep doing it over FaceTime and just mm-hmm. keep that going mm-hmm. so
0: mm. yeah that's good you know going back to that community piece yeah you know that's
2: super important
0: yeah that, that support system that we all need you know um I think I got, you know, one more thing. Yeah. Um, and then kind of rounding it out, unless Kyle has anything else after this. Um, but, um, you, you mentioned getting, getting to know people for who they are, no matter their sexuality, religion, you know, race, ethnicity, all that. Um, there, there have been a lot of adults recently <laughs> that, that, have made that kind of hard um when it comes to um the conversation about around race yeah and ethnicity you know um in in peer and public school spaces um the conversation around sexuality and LGBTQ like um there have been a lot of adults in this country that have not made that easy recently um And I I love that you you mentioned that because I I I, think—I believe that, you know, youth need the space whether they um, are in um, a minority racial group or um, a minority um, sexual group, you know, their sexuality, you know, or minority religious group, you know, because— but we we're in the south and you can you can probably clearly tell at most schools in the south it, there's a a dominating religious theme yes which is christianity yeah, yeah, right yeah. Um, and i I I would I don't know but I would speculate that there's not a lot of space for other religious views,
2: at least in the south. I you I know? don't really think I know many other students that are openly like yeah about their religion besides Christianity yeah. especially in my school. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure they're there. Oh yeah, you know
0: um, that doesn't make it any easier. No, you know. Um, on that conversation just the space for youth and young adults in any of those you know places in life or experiences or um, what what things have you seen in your peers in, in any, any of those conversations um, maybe ways that it, it's impacted their mental health and ju- just from your own, um, view and experience like as far as giving 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 those particular people space just to explore those things and be and have those hard conversations about themselves and like about how culture and society as a whole impacts that like giving them the space to have those conversations and wrestle those things out um, so first question you know what what have, what have you seen specifically in your peers And how it's impacted their mental health And then your views on just ways to give people that space
2: So, so I would say uh, to answer the first question When it comes to mental health And just how all those things have affected it And what just what I've seen from my experiences I haven't seen a ton as far as the like re- religious beliefs go um, Just in my experience But when it comes to race and uh, gender and sexuality um, I There's a lot of Just like stereotypes and, and bullying I've seen In my school and just Online and just amongst Like my generation of people um, Which I think has contributed A lot to Like the cause of a lot of Depression and anxiety and loneliness um, And I've started to slowly See more and more of like an acceptance and there's groups of people that are like really there to support and that's it's huge, um, and online I've on TikTok there's some great communities of just like support that you can that you can find, um, but I would say just as far as like, furthering and building those spaces in like your local communities, um, again back to like parents is a huge thing, and like. If you have a child, be there for them, for who they are, no matter who they are, um, and just showing them that you care can make all the difference. Um, just, yeah, I've had, I've had a lot of friends over the past couple years come out, um, as a different sexuality, and just seeing how their families have treated them has been super heartbreaking, and just what that's done to them mentally is, is very sad, um. So I would say just really the support in the home is probably one of the most important things that we can work on. Um, so, yeah. Mm. yeah.
0: So for, for those situations where there's not a lot of support in the home, um, maybe specifically for somebody that you know, a youth, young adult that is LGBTQ, you know, um, outside of the home, Yeah. like, as much as, you know, we can and their peers can, like, what would you say are some tangible good ways to create those safe spaces and, like, give that support and, like, you know?
2: Yeah, so I would say just really opening, like, your mind to... Just like accepting everyone for who they are and caring about them, just them as a person, Mm -hmm. because those your sexuality or gender, um, or your race or your religious beliefs should not affect how you view a person. Mm -hmm. Um, and I Mm -hmm. think if you can if you can learn to to push those those things aside in your mind and just really care for them, for them is one thing that can be like super super helpful and just showing them that you care Um, whether it's just hanging out with them or listening or shooting them a text hey how are you doing or bringing them a coffee like just being there and support no matter how big or small it is can can make a huge difference Mm, that's good
0: Yeah. Yeah. Kyle you got anything else before we wrap up
1: I think that was a really thorough you know Yep. overview of the yep. journey and it's good. You know, perspectives and yep. everything like that. So,
0: rounding out, Dylan, um, if you could give just three clear, succinct, good ways, um, just good steps, better paths forward to support um, youth and young adults. Like, what? Just, just three simple things. Would you say?
2: So I would say uh, three main things I would take away from this is just really taking time to get to know each other for who they are and just solely based on them. Um, And I would say the second thing you can really do is just, again, changing your mindset to not judge people for for all the things that you could judge them for, for race, sexuality, religious beliefs. And then I would say uh, for the last and final thing I would take away is just being there for people and just whether it's just listening to what they have to say or just going to grab a coffee like it can be it can be so simple just really making sure that you're there for others is I would say are those main things
0: yeah that's good man that's good well Dylan thanks again for you know coming on and just um, just being a little vulnerable with us and just sharing your experience and like you know we appreciate it and um, hoping that this will um hopefully inform a little bit um, of um, what youth and young adults some, some of the mental health experiences that are happening currently and like mm-hmm. just some excellent ways you shared of how to support youth and young adults you know so we appreciate it, man.
2: yeah thank you guys for having me yeah no, for sure
1: absolutely and we'll definitely put some resources in the show notes for um, youth and mental health conversations
0: for sure. yeah for sure for sure alright guys well one quick thing before we end this out so we have a date for um our event so want to go ahead and put that out there so if you are like I said in our last episode if you are local whether that be immediately Western North Carolina local a couple hours away and you want to drive on over put it in your calendars October 1st at 4pm um Follow the Instagram to um, watch out for uh, the post that's coming to announce all the details, the location, all that stuff. But October 1st, Bunya Keller, Peaks and Valleys community event. So super excited about that. Hope to see, um, if you are local and can make it, hope to see your face there um, and have some good coffee and community time. Um, last, last thing, our newsletter so, if you are not, um, go to our Instagram, check the link in our bio, sign up for the email list um, to keep up to date with everything going on with Peaks and Valleys. Um, so, yeah. All right, guys. Well, as always, we appreciate you being here and listening. Um, if you enjoy the show, it will be um, a huge gift to us and something so simple and small that you could do for us. Uh, leave us a review. If you want to leave a comment, let us know what you think of the show, your thoughts. Um, We would greatly, greatly appreciate that. But as always, um, thanks for coming to the table, and we will catch you guys on the next episode.